Okay, I'm obsessed with Audible because it lets you enjoy all of your audio entertainment in one app. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. And with female writers and heroines, celebrity narration, multicast productions, Audible has you covered for every type of excitement that you're looking for, including true crime and mystery. And I know all of you love that too. For example, right now, I'm listening to None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash reality life or text reality life to 500 500. That's audible.com slash reality life or text reality life to 500 500. With four daughters and two on a dance team, I can tell you we go through a lot of mascara in my house, but I'm crazy about L'Oreal Paris new Panorama Mascara, which catches every lash for corner to corner for maximum volume. If you're looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank, this is yours. The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. I've been using it for about two weeks now, and I feel like my eye has completely opened up, and the girls are crazy about it too. They've got a tapered brush to catch every lash, one of the best mascara wands that I've ever used. And like I said, this luxe appearance of this gold package you got to get it. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. L'Oreal Paris New Panorama Mascara. You're going to love it. The Amazing Kate Casey. Welcome back to another episode of Reality Life with Kate Casey. Hope that you're having a great week. Did you guys watch the second episode of The Bachelor? Now, the season premiere was last week. I had a crossover episode with Game of Roses podcast. And we went into the premiere episode, but also talked a lot about the strategy of the show. Because Lizzie and Chad, who co-host Game of Roses podcast, wrote a book called How to Win the Bachelor. If you've ever watched the show, you've got to read this book because it makes me laugh so hard, all their acronyms for the ways in which someone can win the show. In fact, as they point out in the episode, apparently one of the contestants gets busted for reading the book during the filming of the show. And apparently, I think that contestant gets pretty far into the show. So knowing that, it's making the experience of watching the show even more fun. I believe, they believe as as well, that the show already kind of feels like old school Bachelor. You've got a super handsome lead, but he's seems to be easily molded by the producers. And the contestants are beautiful and a little bit batty, which is perfect. So the opening scene of episode two, they have him in the shower. You know, that old bachelor trope where you somehow get access to the bathroom. The camera this time is so up close and personal. You're actually watching the suds, the dove suds smoothed into his chest hair. It's like so up close and personal. And you have to wonder what that job must be like as a cameraman. Like, how uncomfortable? Like, we're just going to set it up. Is he standing there next to him in the shower? Or do they set it up and then, like, let him be in his room by himself? And how uncomfortable? Like, just kind of, like, rub yourself all over with the soap and just kind of let it happen. And then we'll edit it later. It's so weird. There are a couple of other funny things in this episode. As we mentioned on that episode with Game of Roses podcast, we also believe that Christina Mandrell, one of the contestants, was purposely cast 
because they want her to be the next bachelorette. They've already figured it out and kudos to them because that's probably saving them a lot of headache. She's perfect for television. She's the daughter of one of the Mandrell sisters who were a trio of country music sisters, gorgeous sisters in like the 80s. So she's already kind of aware of what it's like to be around cameras and she's bubbly and beautiful. Also, she's a single mother. She has a five-year-old and her ex is now married to somebody who looks, by the way, exactly like her. And they've made videos together, TikTok videos, where it's like, we're a modern family. So there's a lot going on there and she's already camera ready. So she's kind of perfect. And you never get a sense whether or not he really likes her or they're like, just go with the flow. She's got to make it far into the show so we can make this next Bachelorette, make it seem legitimate. So... The first episode, she gets to go on a party bus and then the contestants get on the party bus with her. So she's already in a controlling situation, even though she's just a contestant on episode one. Episode two, she gets the one-on-one date and they decide to take them on a helicopter ride to Anaheim, California to his parents' backyard for a barbecue for his mother's birthday. So she's already meeting his family, his friends. By the way, she's probably like, I cannot believe that I'm already here. Like, I'm basically winning the show already. So she goes to the backyard and they're hanging out and the mom couldn't be sweeter, but she also pulls out Zach's photo album from the first year of his life. Now, is this weird? If it's a second date, you're damn right it is. But also they're purposely doing this because she's got the five-year-old that she hasn't even told Zach about because again, she's one of 25 contestants and she's a single mother and she doesn't want to blow her chances. So she used to look through all these baby pictures and the mom's like, isn't he gorgeous? And I'm like, what do you say? You're like, oh yeah. But she, she's, they're also trying to prompt her to tear up, hoping like she's thinking about her own daughter. So it isn't until after that date where they sit down and have the fake dinner that she has to explain to him that she's a single mother. And she, he goes on this roller coaster of emotions where at first he's like, mm, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to be a dad. But then again, like you're really hot. And I don't know, your daughter seems to sound like a wonderful girl. So maybe, well, here's a rose and let's see what happens. And you're like, wait, what? Like, how does this happen? So you got to keep your eyes out for the Christina storyline because she has so much power this early into the show. It's got to be because she's the next Bachelorette. And also you're going to watch it and think, how far into this process is he like, I have no interest in being with her, but I'm just going to go along with this because I signed a contract and I have to do what I have to do. Also, they have this scene. Well, first of all, one funny thing is one of the contestants goes, you know, because they make them sit together and just talk. I mean, most of the time, according to John Collins, who's a producer, he told me that most of the conversations that they have during the filming of the, at the Bachelor Mansion, they're talking about like lip gloss, the boring stuff. But then they have them get together and talk about how they mutually both like the same guy they're dating. So it's like, I don't know, isn't he so amazing? I mean, the fact that he works in tech and his hair is so thick. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And the one girl goes, you know what I like about him is that he knows what he wants. I'm like, you're literally one of 25 women. He has no idea what he wants. What are you talking about? But this is the best part. In every season, contestants in the lead at some point pull out what Game of Roses podcast call a PTC, a personal tragedy card. So in this episode, he explains to Jess, one of the contestants, who, by the way, looks exactly like Elizabeth Hasselbeck. He says that he almost died from 
pyloric stenosis. And that that's why he's so close to his mother. And she just is like, I'm, thank you so much for sharing this with me. Oh, by the way, it was an obvious setup because she said, what I want from you right now is to tell me something that you would never tell anybody else, something deeply personal. And he's like, okay. And he goes right into it. You know, I had this, this very, this horrible disease that I almost died from. So this is what I love. You guys reach out to me while you're watching the show and it kills me I, because I posted, I'm like, oh, there's the personal tragedy card. Here we go. So Desiree writes me and she's like, is this guy for real? She's like, I'm in the medical field and the fact that he used this as an almost death card is pathetic. Did he grow up in a third world country with no access to healthcare? If he did, then I rescind my comment. This is insane. So she looks it up. She's like, Google this. So pyloric stenosis left undiagnosed for days after nonstop vomiting can result in dehydration and become fatal if not diagnosed properly. But with our technology, like an x-ray or upper GI study, easily diagnosed and taken to surgery. Now, while I don't denounce fatal side effects from surgery, including anesthesia and post-op infection, he made it sound on TV like he was on death's door from his pyloric stenosis, not post-surgical complications. And this is probably why he didn't share that story with any of the nurses in the group. So they made sure that he talked about this personal tragedy card with somebody who's 23 and works in e-commerce. I mean, once you read that How to Win the Bachelor book, you will look at the show in a whole different, hilarious way. But you got to watch out for that scene because amazing. This week, you definitely want to watch out for Pamela, A Love Story on Netflix. Intimate, humanizing portrait of one of the world's most famous blonde bombshells. Of course, you remember her from Baywatch. And then, of course, that sex tape with Tommy Lee, her ex. So this follows her life and career from a small town girl in Canada to this international sex symbol. So that's out January 31st. I know I'm going to be watching and I will review it as well. In this episode, I cover a four-part Netflix investigative docuseries. It's called Gunther's Millions, and it is insane. If you guys love true crime stuff, this is so right up your alley. It tells the story of a multimillionaire by the name of Gunther VI. Gunther lives in the lap of luxury. He travels on private planes, eats gold flake steaks for dinner, surrounds himself with a glamorous entourage of spokesmodels and entertainers, but also Gunther VI is a German shepherd. Yeah, Gunther's a dog. Gunther's great-grandfather was originally owned by a mysterious countess whose son died tragically. So having no heirs, the countess bequeathed her considerable fortune to her beloved dog and placed him in the care of her son's close friend, an Italian pharmaceutical heir and aspiring impresario named Maurizio Mian. So Maurizio is in charge of Gunther and thus the fortune. So over the past 30 years, Mian has built this empire on behalf of his boss, this dog. So it includes glamorous real estate purchases, which includes Madonna's old house in Miami, like South Beach, Miami. Controversial social experiments, including a band a la like Lou Pearlman, and one of the biggest tax fraud schemes of all time and under the umbrella of the Gunther Empire. It is a bizarre and unthinkable story. And naturally, obviously, there are questions abound. So in this episode, I interview executive producers Aurelian Liturgy and Emily Dumay, who crisscrossed the globe in search of answers. They gained access to never-before-seen archival material 
and sat down for intimate and sometimes shocking conversations with Maurizio Mian and the rest of Gunther's longtime associates in hopes of understanding the complicated truth behind the world's wealthiest pet. This story is insane, and I know you're going to love it. Again, Netflix, four-part docuseries, starts today. It's called Gunther's Millions. Here's my interview with Aurelian and Emily. I know everybody right now is on a health kick, and that's why I want to tell you about Row Body Program. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes, so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. It could be you too. Row Body Program members have support throughout the process. Row's partner handles all of the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to the provider on demand for any questions. And you can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. And this means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.com slash KKC. Sign up today and you're going to pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash KKC. With DoorDash, there's something for everyone. You need a birthday gift? Check. Need to stock up on meals, sides, and drinks that your family loves? Also check. Pet ran out of food again? They've got it. Wellness essentials need a restock? It's a good thing they've got those too. The DoorDash app allows you to customize, substitute, schedule, and track your orders, as well as communicate with your shopper while receiving real-time updates. This has been a huge game changer for myself and for our family. Millions of people trust DoorDash for groceries, pet supplies, gifts, well-being, and more, and you should too. Shop with DoorDash and enjoy big savings. Use code KATECASEY to get 50% off, up to $10 value on $15 minimum subtotal on your next convenience, grocery or retail order. For eligible users only, terms apply. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You guys, the story is bonkers. I can't even imagine how this fell into your lap. Please tell me how you found this story. Yeah, well, going back to 2000, I moved from Paris to Miami. And um, I, in 2000, you know, I heard about the story of this German shepherd who had bought Madonna's mansion. And, you know, obviously very crazy, crazy headline. Uh, this, this was before social media. So the story made headline news, local news, and then died, uh, you know, a few days after. But yeah, at the time it was, it was just, you know, like everyone else shocked by this, this you know, the story. Didn't think much of it. Uh, fast forward twenty years, um, we you know came across an article about uh, about you know Gunther, and I at that time Emily and I knew that we wanted to explore the story um, and you know tell this story, dig deeper uh, through you know through uh, you know a series with our production company, and we knew that this was definitely something we wanted to pursue. But little did we know that you know we would you know, come across so many fascinating characters and, you know, that we were about to meet for sure. When did this begin and how long did it take to tell this complete story? So, well, we took, we started filming about, you know, we started about two years ago. There's a lot of researching. There was a lot of, uh, you know, at first it was really, our first step was really con- connecting with the trust and, and and getting in touch with Maurizio and Carla, who are the caretakers for Gunther. And we took a first trip to Italy 
where we met uh, we met Gunther, we met Maurizio and Carla, and we we didn't want to waste that trip because we knew once we got access, we needed to act quick, and we didn't know what their reactions were going to be to what we were we were trying to do. So we decided to hire a crew and film those first interviews, which uh, was great because it you know it really was the first interview where we got. Uh, a lot of the details and the stories uh, that Maurizio and Carla were telling us. But then throughout the rest, you know, of the process, uh, which was, you know, it was about a two years process, we uh, we we encountered a lot more uh, to the story and went back and filmed more. So there's definitely a journey for us as filmmakers, uh, you know, really following the story throughout and and taking the time to do the research and come back a few times. How quickly into researching the story do you look at each other and go, oh my gosh, this is not what we expected? Uh, well, that's a very good question because it, it came fairly quickly uh, into the process. Well, obviously, like everyone else, we, we, we thought this is, this is bonkers. I mean, you have a dog with <laughs> that much money. Uh, you have a trust in the Bahamas. It's, you know, someone's pulling the strings here. So right. we knew that there was a lot more to that, you know, to that headline. But I think that the first um, aha moment for us was really when we uh, we were exchanging emails with with Mauricio and and his and his uh, you know entourage and his lawyers and we got an email that probably had an attachment that they didn't want us to <gasps> see at the time. That what? Were, that that was yes. I don't know if it was. You know, Mauricio is extremely uh, interestingly uh, you know is um, a great writer, but he puts a lot of emojis in his messages and he puts a lot of attachments all the time. I don't think, I think that wasn't meant to be sent to us, but we came across this, you know, document that was definitely talking about a, a Gunther's lifestyle and, you know, and a bunch of other things that were to us, were like, wow, commandments, 13 commandments, a lifestyle. And we're like, well, not only there's a, there's, there's definitely people pulling the strings here, but there's also like, there, there's a, a lot, there's a lot to, to uncover. And that was kind of like a, a, ha, a ha moment for us. We were like, well, let's jump on a plane and let's meet this gentleman and, and let's get in on tape for, for us, you know, and let's get as much as possible right away. Well, you, you can figure out immediately, this is a very odd, a very eccentric and secretive person. So let's just delve into him. Tell me, a little bit about why he is such a mysterious person because it seems like he's so cagey at points where I often wondered, does anybody truly know who he is? I mean, that's a great question. I mean, Maurizio, the Maurizio we met at the beginning of this process, the Maurizio we know now uh, is a very different person. So he does have, you know, he's, he's a very layered character. He's a very interesting person because he does have this he lives between reality and uh, and fantasy and and he creates these fantasies for himself and and it's it's just really hard to always know you know where where does the reality and the fantasy starts and 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 end so it it just was a you know it was a fascinating process getting to know him and getting to really peel his layers and we i feel like we 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 got to the you know to like the bottom layer which was really him opening up about his uh, you know, his depression and a lot of, uh, the very, his personal struggles, but, uh, the process getting there was very interesting. And it's, uh, he's definitely someone that, uh, that likes to control the narrative as well. So, uh, it was, you know, it was definitely someone that we enjoyed, uh, following and, 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 you know, peeling the layers up. 
When you first get the name of the countess, how long do you spend digging into who she was, where this woman exists, anything about her? Well, the, the countess is a subject that um, you know. This, we knew entering this this uh, this this project, we knew that you know the media had reported you know on the story uh, on whether the countess is real and whether Gunther, you know, the dog is real and his money is real. We knew there were a lot of things that were out there for many years, maybe decades. And you know what we wanted to do is really dig deeper and talk to all the people involved uh, to see what really was fact versus fiction. Mm. So. We we came into the story with the suspicions of of all the things. We we just took that lens of like what is true, what is not. We'll figure it out. So we the countess we we gave we gave we gave justice to the countess as much as possible. Like well, if she existed, Mauricio, then when was she born? Where was she born? What was you know? So we did our research. We asked the questions. We got answers. I mean, to give you an example of how far Mauricio's mind is going, it, there is a grave. You know, there's a grave of the countess on his property. So what? So yes. So so that's to to show you the extent of wow. of of his you know of his fantasy and 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 so so we we were armed with all of these facts and 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 names and you know where she, you know where her husband was a, a professor and where he's, where he uh, he uh, where he uh, teached and and so on. So we did our research. We. We use the information that were given to us, presented to us, and we we dig really deep. So, how much do you think his family made, Maurizio's family made, in pharmaceuticals? How much do they make? Yes, because he's the heir to his own family's estate. So, how much did this whole thing start with? So, he he obviously had some money. No, uh, yeah, and Maurizio has had, you know, Maurizio's family is wealthy, and they've had they've had this uh, pharmaceutical company since the early 1900s. So, oh wow, you know, so there's definitely been money in the family for a long time. Uh, that money moved around, and and there were, you know, that's part of the the, the story of Gunther and the Countess and and all that. But um, when they sold it to when they sold the company to Merck. After discovering, you know, they, 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 through their research in the laboratory uh, from the pharmaceutical company, they discovered a molecule called alendronate that was used uh, for a pharmaceutical drug for osteoporosis. And that's when they sold the company to Merck. Um, I can't, top of my head, I can't remember exactly the exact amount, but it was uh, millions of dollars. And that, you know, that turned into investments mm-hmm. through investments throughout the years, turning to, uh, you know, probably close to $500 million now, even, even more, wow. if you, you know, with, uh, you know, with, with all the placements and the real estate investments and everything they've done with the money afterwards. So definitely a large sum and, uh, and, and coming from that family. Does he travel with Gunther all the time? So no, so Gunther lives with Carla in, in you know in, in in Tuscany, and Gunther, you know, they're very protective of Gunther. Uh, so they they try not to impose on him, you know, long you know long trips and and a twelve hour flight or you know eight hour flight to go to Miami. So they they've been you know they've been trying to preserve him from from being too you know traveling too far away. At most of the times, but he uh, so so most of the time they travel not with him if they go long distance, but if they go shorter distances, Carla li- likes to take Gunther 
uh, skiing. They have properties all around Italy, so they would take him more on a on a on a closer trip or the beach. Yeah. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time for you to get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's gas, groceries, or dinner with friends, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit.com. Discover Bank, member FDIC. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. And their relationship is bizarre. I mean, they're not together, but they're co-workers, but there seems to be a real love there. Are you as filmmakers unraveling or trying to unravel the, the, the parts of their relationship the whole time? It, it, really, it really struck us as like an interesting relationship, definitely. Um, there's definitely love there and care for one another. I mean, Carla has been in Mauritius life for the past, three decades and uh, they have a son together. They have, um, you know, they've, they've gone through a lot of life experiences together. She works for the company as well for, um, and she's a big part of the decision-making and trust and, and, and all the, uh, all the uh, investments they make. And he really looks up to her and really trusts her uh, as well as a business partner or a person that really has a very close relationship in his life. Uh, but, uh, you know, Maurizio is an interesting character because I mean, if you, so if you watch the series, you see that he has a very different outlook as, in life as in terms of, uh, relationship and marriage. And so he never got, he never really got married, but she's always considered his ex-wife because it's, you know, she is, she has that role, but then, you know, he doesn't believe in marriage, doesn't believe in like, you know, those relationships, the way that society sees them. So, uh, their relationship is definitely interesting. She's uh, and she's a big, big part of his life still. And I want to, I want to add to that. I want to add to that that um, Mauricio and Cara have a son, and um, they named their son Gunther. So you have Gunther the dog. But does the that bother their son that he has the same name of the dog? Yeah, <laughs> it, you know, definitely. You know, we tried to get Gunther the son on camera for the longest time and he just always turned down the offer because I think that he's he's been living, you know, those are his words and we spent a bit of time with him at some point. But yeah, I think he's always, you know, lived, you know, in the shadow of the of the dog gunter. Oh my gosh. And so so there has been a little bit of a a bitter, bittersweet, you know, uh 
you know, tasting his mouth for that. But I mean, he's, he's, he's accepted the story and he, and he embraces it. I mean, for his, for his dad, but he didn't want to part of, be part of it. Around how old is he? He's 25. Oh, okay. 26. Yeah. And not married yet? No. Not married, no. No, and he wow. is um, a musician. Oh, okay. A DJ, yeah. DJ. This story is so crazy. I have to first applaud you on your investigative skills. I can't even imagine the work that went into this project. I was shocked at what a different turn it took. So first I have to say, congratulations. Who is the hardest person to track down and the hardest person to open up on camera? Wow. I mean, you know, I I want to say that, you know, uh, Carla is probably the hardest person to crack down. Um, I want to say also that Mauricio is because Mauricio will will not necessarily, you know, give you the truth right away. So you don't know how to navigate his answers. But mm-hmm. I, th- I think Carla, I, w- I would say Carla, I speak for myself. I don't know, Emily, you want to chime in, but I would say Carla is the the, the, the hardest. I think I, we, I enjoyed interviewing Carla a lot because we, we definitely had a, a connection and she always played along with us, but there was always, a, there was always this closure of like, she, she just, I think she's always trying to protect Maurizio and protect anything that can make him happy. Um, so I think it was hard, you know, even when we started asking about, you know, Mauricio's depression or mental, st- you know, mental health, she stopped down for a second and just kind of, you know, she needed to know that Mauricio was okay with us talking about it. So there was, there's a lot of her protecting Mauricio. So that's why she was a little bit harder to open. And I think as, as Aurelian said, um, Mauricio was a difficult one to, to, I mean, he was always very open and we just never, we just always have to kind of navigate this fantasy versus reality. And I think the craziest interview was definitely Fabrizio Corona. That's, well, that's, yeah. For a different <laughs> reason. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, my last question is whether you think Maurizio has any regrets telling the story? Is there some trepidation on his part? Like this is going to come out February 1st, all over the globe. And now everyone will know the story of Gunther. Yes. I mean, there is, you know, it was hard for Mauricio to, uh, to let go of the Countess for sure. I mean, it was very hard for him to, uh, to, um, you know, to really express himself and on the subject he's avoided the subject and the, that revelation took us quite a bit of time uh to 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 get uh and so we really had to present him with uh, some really true fact uh facts about our research that the countess you know did not exist for him to let go but yeah there's there's definitely i think that mauricio's the countess is is, is a fictional character but it, it goes well beyond that because the countess had a son which is you know, himself, uh, gone to the son of the countess, which was a projection of himself. So he has to let go not only the countess, but also that projection and that character that is created for himself, um, that he, he somehow lives through, uh, at least in, in, you know, for the past 30 years. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of definitely, uh, things that he has to let go and it's not easy for him, but at the same time, um, you know, there's, you know, he, he was happy to, he was happy to, you know, to find this place and share it with us. I think it was the right time for him maybe to do, to do so. Mm, it seems so. I also think he's very happy that this story is getting, you know, is getting attention and it's out there. Yeah. And we're going to get to know Gunther, get to know all the pieces of the story too. Everything he's done for the past 30 years. I mean, it's, 
it's a big tribute to him and to his to the story of Gunther. So I think he's very excited about this. And there's definitely going to be a lot more in the life of Gunther and, and the story of Gunther because Mauricio's brain never stops. I'm clearly a brilliant, brilliant man. Well, I'm excited for everyone else to watch it. It's airing February 1st on Netflix. You're not going to want to miss this one. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, so we have uh, we have a production company. It's called no- Nobo Productions, N O B O, and uh, they can find us on Instagram. Uh, you know, at at Nobo Productions with an S. Dot, you know, and that's the uh, the handle, and also a website, noboproductions.com, where they you know uh, where we can be also uh, reached. And you can find Gunther on Instagram and Twitter as well. So I'm sure people will have fun following his day to day. And can you tell me what you're working on next? <laughs> we um well i mean you know development is always a bit secretive so we can't you know we can't reveal our next uh our next project but yeah we're definitely you know what we take pride in in telling stories that are international that's you know that reach a global audience you know this uh this is definitely what our company stands for our company stands for no borders no boundaries therefore no bow and so we want to tell these you know uh, these uh, Amazing, wacky, crazy uh, stories that uh, that uh, that you know definitely have an international footprint. Well, good. You better come back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. The amazing Kate Casey. I want to thank my great guests Aurelian and Emily, and remind you to click subscribe, leave a five star review. Join the Facebook group, Reality Life with Kate Casey. You can get my bonus episodes by going to my Patreon at patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash Kate Casey. You can find me on social media on Twitter at at Kate Casey, Instagram at Kate Casey CA, TikTok, it's Kate Casey. And my must watch list is available every Monday by going to katecasey.substack.com. As always, I'm hoping you're having a great week and I look forward to circling back with you on Friday. Hey, grown-ups! The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery, perfect for the whole family. Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Fish dreams of creating his very own polite and quiet podcast. That is, until he gets a surprise visit to his fishbowl podcast studio from the Cat in the Hat himself. And it becomes very clear that the cat has other plans for the podcast. And those plans are the opposite of quiet. Sing along to new favorite songs, try your luck at Titanic tongue twisters, have some fun with wondrous wordplay, and most importantly, bring your family along for all of the adventures in the Cat in the Hat cast. Follow the Cat in the Hat cast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the Cat in the Hat cast early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Wondery Kids Plus on Apple Podcasts today.